0: This is Alone With Our Principals, Episode 4. Why are you being so nice to me? Our topic today is positivity and building relationships, and we are joined by Hesperia High School Principal Mike Everett. Alone With Our Principals
1: is unofficially sponsored by Glue Sticks. Not only are they useful school supplies, it's also a simple statement of fact.
0: Excited to be here this morning. Thank it's you nice very setup. much for the invitation. Good to be here in Scorpion Country. It's my first time well, I've been on the campus, my first time. Welcome to Sparrow high,
2: high School. Yeah. yeah this, this is the uh, happiest place in the high desert right here. Yeah.
0: So we're <laughs> gonna just talk to you
1: uh, about a few things. We're gonna talk about positivity and building relationships, but first you have to take the quiz. I'm in. We do this every week uh, with our guests. So, we've get, just got some questions for you to help the community get to know you a little bit better. So, why don't we start with question one? What is a funnier, memorable story from when you were in school?
2: Funnier, memorable story. Let's see. Um, first one that comes to mind would be in high school. Um, went to Sultana High School, across town. Now it's a rival. That's got to be interesting. I, I burned all the teal that I had in my uh, wardrobe <laughs> left over from as a student. But I um, had a teacher, Mike Forbes, who was uh, was my favorite teacher. Loved him. He was a character. <clears throat> but he wasn't the most organized guy around. And <laughs> me and a buddy, every day when we walked in his class, for whatever reason, we would just take his whiteboard markers off of uh, the front whiteboard there. And he would always misplace them. So, <laughs> But we would steal his markers every single day and put them in our backpack. So every day he'd get up there and he was a big right on the board kind of guy. And he'd get up there and have no markers. So literally, like three, four days a week, he'd have to leave the room, go up to the office and go get more markers. After a month or so, we had like 120 something (laughs) markers in our backpack full and we ended up dumping them on his desk one day. But just seeing him so flustered and freaking out that he couldn't uh, couldn't run on the board, pretty funny. That's funny. Isn't it
0: crazy how that changes though? I mean, when you're a kid and you see frustrated adults on campus and then you become like a school administrator and all of a sudden it's not so funny. Yeah. No,
1: I mean, and I, I always appreciated, You know, I didn't teach high school, I taught uh, elementary, but I always appreciated when we'd have the kids that weren't afraid to give it back a little bit. Absolutely. Um, one, of, one of my favorite stories, I had a kid in my class, his name was Mikey, a uh, gate student, just brilliant. And I was teaching a lesson on exaggeration. So I figured, all right, I'm gonna write a sentence on the board uh and just had the kids exaggerated so i put the first sentence is that building is tall I like, all right what do we got and the kids were like oh the building is so tall it reaches the sky the building pierced the clouds and all right you guys got it the next one was i'm very hungry what do we got i'm so hungry i could eat 15 steaks all right you guys get it all right one more mr mauger is smart and mikey raises and he goes it's already an exaggeration, Mr. Mogger. Huh. Like, uh, it's all right. <laughs> See, no one's you're, asking for your you're, opinion. Like. You're lucky I'm laughing. You're lucky I'm laughing. So yeah, be careful what you wish for. But hey, one
2: more I gotta share. Sure. I gotta share. Just came to mind here, uh, and this is actually now that I'm in working at a high school, you come up with stories every day. Every day you think you've seen it all, and it's yeah. it's never-ending source <laughs> right. of entertainment. But working in the discipline office when I was a uh, new vice principal, <clears throat> I'll never forget this girl, twins, uh, uh, sister and brother. And they just moved here. They'd only been at our school for a couple weeks and had a stink bomb go off. One of the little glass ones that are just oh, yes. rotten, terrible, uh, go off in a class. So we go to the class end up talking to the kid that we find out who did it. Where'd you get it? Well, he ends up giving us these name of the brother and sister. So we had to pull in the brother and sister and end up hitting it off with them. They were characters. They, they were so much fun. And they admitted that they brought about a 100 and what was it, 150, 160 stink bombs do that day. Where you get that quantity? <laughs> Cases of them. They had boxes wow. and boxes of them. And they had passed them out to all their people they had met. Oh, and no. they were going to do it at a certain time. They were going to do it at 11.05. Every class on campus was going to have stink bombs go on. <laughs> well, the one kid did it an hour early. He did it at like 10.05. So we got them. So for the next like 45 minutes, we ran from class to class, gathering up sting bombs. We ended up with like 130 of them left, um, 20 of them out on campus. But yeah, things that uh, it's one of those things I could see myself doing in school, (laughs) (laughs) which is why I appreciated it so much. Sometimes,
1: you know, if you're the kind of student that we all probably were. Um, you'll see a kid is like, I can only get so. Mad I know at that. exactly.
0: Exactly. So You've been an assistant principal, and, and you know, you are you know, kind of like chuckling on one side of your face, the other side of your face. You're talking, about, you can't do this. That's and not I, okay. You can't do that. Yeah. And then you're going. Whoever that's this story? Oh yeah. Of and you're I'm grinning so. about it because yeah. you're like, yeah, totally. And we had uh, over at Mission, we had stink bombs and you know, indoor hallways. And, <sighs> yeah, those things are one is pretty nasty, I can't imagine a whole lot of oh, it. Oh,
2: they were gonna do every campus, on, every been, class yeah, on campus geez. at the same time. Which would've been brilliant, it would've been so Oh funny, yeah, you gotta have to find so so the of coordination, I mean.
0: Yeah, good stuff, wow. Right. Okay, so, second question here. Uh, Mike is, what is the best job that you've had outside of education?
2: Man, best job outside of education. Um, First of all, education is the last job I ever thought I was gonna have. I graduated high school and never looking back at school, not going to college, anything. So this is, it's funny that I'm working as a principal because it's the last thing I ever thought I would do. Um, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Love, ever since I was a kid, I was selling sodas to golfers uh, as a kid and making more money than my brother who had a legitimate job, you know, (laughs) selling golf balls and sodas and random things. Um, But I I had a car wash business for a while. I worked in and out I loved in and out but I got to the point where I was fed up, done. I'm starting my own business. What are you going to do? I don't know. And a couple of days later, I thought, well, people need cars washed. So I bought a trailer and pressure washer and water tank. And oh, I wow. Drove this around. isn't
1: like your driveway with no, a hose. No, this was
2: this is, uh, wow. like early 20s. Okay. And yeah, drove around and washed cars. I have my own boss. I worked as many hours as I wanted. Made as much money as I wanted to make Jeez. or as little money as I wanted to yeah. make. So I was outdoors. I loved it. Other than the winter, when the water's freezing on the cars as I'm washing <laughs> them, uh, right. that was no good. So, yeah, I love that. And there's days where I stare out the window and go, "Man, I used to sit out in a parking lot and have not a care in the world, other than washing a car." Life is so, simple. Life yeah, is a yeah. little more complicated
0: now. Yeah, no, for, no, no kidding. And I, you know, I don't know if I knew that about you at one time, but of course, I worked in and out for about six years. So,
2: I which town did you work at?
0: I was in San Bernardino. Okay. Yeah, it's actually not there anymore. It's been torn down. Gotcha. Old Twenty Six. Oh, so wow. That used to be by uh, Carousel Mall over there. Yeah. that one? Yeah, Yeah, and so there's one up the road a little bit. Uh, They rebuilt a whole new store downtown San Bernardino, but that one was just a double drive and... Uh, one day we got went by one day and they leveled the whole thing and now. Yeah, see, growing day up day in
1: the after. East Coast I had not heard of In and Out until I moved out here in eighty one, like in the middle of high school. And it, when I discovered that it's like these burgers are pretty good. Pretty good. I mean the East Coast does most <laughs> food better than California, but burgers I'll, yeah. I'll I'll have to I'll have to give California. I best compliment
2: is I worked there for almost five years and I still eat there on a regular basis. Like I never got tired of it even when I worked there. It's it's good quality food. Yeah. yeah. I worked at a movie theater
1: for a while, and, yeah, I got tired of popcorn. After a while, the smell of popcorn, or whatever, It's like, nah, I'm, I'm good.
0: And so, not, you can fix your burger about a million different ways. That's so you, true. Like, you can always switch it up and get creative. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This podcast is also brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> In-N-Out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and our last question for the quiz, Mike, what is a skill, talent, or hobby of yours that would surprise your students and colleagues?
0: Um,
2: I think maybe the first one that comes to mind is... I love to make a friendly wager with uh, friends, family, anybody that will uh, make a small bet with me, whether it's uh, what color car is going to drive down the street next to, you know, when's the first day of the school year that we get a student in the office for, you name the random offense, um, to how long is it going to be until that parent calls back? (laughs) You know, whatever it is, love to, uh, you know, hey, I bet you uh, in and out tomorrow that this is going to happen, so... Uh, What's the strangest wager you've ever made with someone that you can share here? Strangest wager would have to be uh, a caterpillar crawling across the top of a brick wall in the backyard as we we're having a barbecue, <laughs> and there was about ten of us guys sitting around, and it turned into, I bet you that caterpillar will get there in five minutes. No, it'll be eight minutes. It'll be, and we ended up cheering on this caterpillar for. Uh, it ended up being like thirty minutes. Oh, geez. But it was thirty minutes of pure entertainment, and. I didn't win, but it sticks out as a pretty memorable, stupid
0: bet. This totally changed my perspective on just social time because I've never looked at life through that lens, <laughs> but I, I, I can see the value in it, man. You know, I just, mean, I'm
1: mm-hmm. almost tempted right now to give an over and under on how long this podcast is going to end up being. And, and, Where are we at now? You We're know, sitting at 922. But the thing is, knowing knowing Mike's competitive streak, it, you know, if he took the over, we'd be sitting here. <laughs> you name the number, we, <laughs> we can do it at over. three o'clock this afternoon. You'd you'd have have to, you can't, just, can't let him see the screen. That's right. You know? you'd, you'd yeah. to, he's got a clock right behind us. I'm not falling for that one. Potential for rigging there. Yeah. For sure. So, all right, so we can set up our main topic for the day.
0: Yeah. So our topic is, uh, you know, really just all in one word: it's relationships, positivity, and. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I can speak for a lot of administrators or most administrators in our district. That's that certainly a, a, priority is trying to build that culture that's going to sustain, uh, you know, student success, sustain uh, the health of the of the school and the the community. And uh, I think you know, we asked Mike to be part of this because we we believe that he that's a strength of his, and and you know, everything we know and have heard about Spirit High School and everything he's done here is he's been able to build that positive. Uh, culture here at the school so um you know maybe just want to start by talking about um you know we talk about like in our schools we kind of have these two two camps right you have classified staff and certificated staff certificated meaning your teachers and so what are some of the ways that you guys you know are intentional about building those relationships and maintaining relationships and connections with your staff um it it has to be something
2: that you you Live, breathe, eat every single day. Um, We, this is the Scorpion family and it's not the classified family or the certificated family or the student family, it's the Scorpion family. And that's something that we believe in. It's on all of our shirts that we produce. It's on the website. It's things that we talk about on a regular basis. And you have to believe that. And you also have to talk about it. It's not something that you just believe and let it just happen, but you openly talk about it. You openly make all stakeholders in that group feel like they're a part of that family. And it doesn't mean that you love each other every single right. day, every single minute. You know, sometimes there's dysfunctional families, but but you're still part of that family and you still care about each other, so. Um, just because you're part of a family doesn't mean it's always yes and it's always great. Sometimes there's tough times, but in the end you come out better for it. And I think you come out a stronger unit uh, because of the tough times that you
1: Yeah, face. and I guess my, my question here is, as uh, you know, Eric and I are both at the elementary level where we have a staff, uh, I mean, at the school where I'm at right now, at Eucalyptus, we have 32 teachers and about, um, about the same number of classified. So you're talking 60 people. Um, about nineties. Yeah, time. right. But at a high school, it seems huge. So, how do you personally, as the principal, make sure that you have FaceTime or make a connection
2: with each of your employees? Man, it's easier easier said than done. Um, we're just under hundred employees total, with classified and certificated. Um, it starts with the hiring process. It starts with every single new person you bring on your campus. I, I'm a huge. I'm in all interviews. And there may be another administrator that's running the interview, they're the lead interviewer, but I'm a part of that because I wanna make sure that we're picking the best people for our team. Every person we bring on our campus is now part of that Scorpion family. And I don't wanna bring in crazy Uncle Ed to the family. Sometimes <laughs> you know, we can pick and choose who we're bringing in. So it's that, and then it's just being out on campus. It's being visible, it's walking through offices, it's in classrooms, it's, it's just being out and trying to do the office work when there aren't people around and doing the people work when people are
0: present. I, know. Yeah, that's I think that's a, you bring up a good point, especially now as we're recording this, of course, we're smack dab in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of the COVID-19 challenge, um, and that has certainly impacted schools, uh, impacted kids, obviously, but it's also impacted, I think, I'll speak for me, the ability to do some of those things and stay connected to your staff. You've got staff working at the site, you've got staff working at home, um, but it's presented some unique challenges. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on how, how you're doing that now when we're in this very unique time when there's no students, we're gonna talk about students in a second, but yeah. so, so specifically staff, staying connected to staff during a, a pandemic and a closure.
1: Yeah, we have our we have our staff meetings every week and we have some staff members that come to the site, uh, socially distance and everything, but most it's through Zoom. And, and it, it, it's tough because you don't get body language, you can't see everybody at once, you can't get the feel of a room. Um, so, I know what we're doing is we're trying to reach out to people individually, whether it's through a text or an email or a handwritten note is always a good, a good thing to, to make connections with people. But, yeah, yeah it's something that, that we're struggling with and especially too. Um, I guess we can segue into student relationships because I know that's important. Uh, you want the kids to feel like this is a home away from home, so mm-hmm. to speak. And you know it's always challenging, especially now, but let's, let's just kind of look at it through the framework of during quote-unquote normal times, what are some of the things that, that you do to make sure that the kids... Um, don't, how do I even want to put it? We talk about it a lot that you don't want kids to be afraid of the principal's office. Right. Um, they, they have to respect you, they have to know, they have to understand the authority, but they can't be afraid to talk to you. So, what are some of the ways that you make sure that your high school students, especially, feel that way?
2: yeah I think it's everything that you do. You come from a place of compassion and understanding. Um, there people make mistakes. I made plenty of mistakes, and I can remember vividly the people that treated me well, even though I made mistakes and the people that treated me awful when I made the mistakes and I never want to be that person that treated someone awful even though they made a mistake. Hey, uh, it happens to everybody, and you come from in a place of trying to trying to teach, trying to help people become better human beings so you, you can't put a value on just having some compassion, understanding, and listening to what they have to say. Um, oftentimes, you're gonna hear there's other things going on in a student's life than the issue that's right you know, smack in front of you. And so just doing that and just being present, talking with students, walking around, sitting down at a lunch table with kids. And at first, they're kind of, what are you doing? Why are you here? <laughs> right. Who's in trouble? And now, hey, I'm just hanging out. Well, looking at each other like, is he, is
0: he here for yeah. you? Yeah. No, yeah. that must be you. Oh, it's gotta be, is it me?
2: Or sometimes it's fun just to walk up and just put them on the spot. Hey, yeah. someone told me that at this table something's about to happen and I'm here to figure it out. And they all just kind of freak out. <laughs> and just, I'm just standing <laughs> with you. What's going on? How are you guys doing? So Get a kid going, man, I was just about to confess. Thank you. Right? <laughs> and then you get kids starting to confess. Stop. Stop. <laughs> like, no, no, no. This is not
0: the way I well, planned. Yeah. But that's a good point. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think you hit on something really important. It's like, you know, when I was a kid, I, I can tell you my memory, you only saw the principal. If you are if seeing the principal, that was something bad period. And I think that hopefully, I would, I would like to think that all administrators, I can I say certainly in this district, we've, we understand that, um, you know, it's very much the opposite. You've got to make those connections with kids outside of this office or outside of your office yeah. and by being visible and, and having those conversations when it's just, I, I just want to see how you're doing. I just want to wish you a good day. Being in the front of the school fist bumping kids or being out of dismissal. And, you know, I for me, I can say the more time I've spent on that. It's um, the return has been huge in the way that I've just been able to connect with kids and kids see me and they smile, not oh no the principal's here why is he here he must you know so um, that visibility pieces yeah huge. working yeah. on a high
2: school campus it's challenging because of the sheer volume right but it's also rewarding and provides so many opportunities just with the extracurriculars that we have on a regular basis. You get to see hundreds of kids outside of the classroom doing things that they love to do, Mm -hmm. which those are all great talking points now when you see that student in a classroom. You see that student walking across the quad and you're able to bring up a conversation. Hey, great job, great solo last night at the choir concert. You know, can't believe you made that free throw in the clutch moment at the end of the game. You know, whatever it is, now they're a human, they're a person that you care about as opposed to just a principal that's worried about running a school.
1: Well, and they know that you're seeing them for who they are, not just yeah, as another one of the scorpions
0: so to speak yeah. but knowing their names i mean yeah that's a that's huge, huge piece i found and it's for me it's a struggle oh. you know and you know we've, we've got a school we got a lot of kids constantly coming and going you have a huge campus your campus is huge as well um and just you know trying to be intentional about when i see a, a student or meet them for the first time you come to the office to enroll and you happen to be there what's your name and you're trying to commit that to memory and, and if you can use that name the next time and you connect it to something that, you know, they're in athletics or something they do inside or outside of school. Um, you see kids, like, just kind of light up. Yeah. And like, oh, my gosh, he knows who I am. He sees yeah. me as a real person.
2: The best is when they're with their friends and you drop their name on them. Yeah. And their friends all kind of yeah. look yeah. like, why does he know your name? What did you do? <laughs> and
1: it's like, "Oh, just saying hi. And just try that, that with kindergarteners sometime. If you know one of them. It's like, hey, Stephen, how are you doing? Hi, what's name? What's my name? What's my? Yeah. It's like, oh, we're gonna play Guess Everybody's Oh, And it's like the one. It's like, what do you mean? I know your name. Of course, I know your name. What's my name? It's like you don't know your name. And eventually, somebody else. That's that's Johnny. It's like, oh, I see Johnny. It's like, yeah, you learn to. I, I take pride in being able to outsmart five year olds. Um, all right. Um, what do I need to get? Into? Uh, families. Um, connecting with families is always challenging yeah, Sure. You know, I know we reach out, uh, especially now we're making parent phone calls. We try to do as many positive as we do not so positive um, because, you know, it's the same with kids. You make the investment uh, with parents up front by being positive with them. If you ever have to give them bad news, um, they're going to take that a little bit better. If the only time they ever hear from a principal is when it's bad news, why would they ever reach out? Awesome. Or why would they answer when they see the yeah. school phone yeah, exactly. number? Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh yeah, decline. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I would imagine with with high school students that
2: that might be even more challenging
1: to reach out to families.
2: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And just as a as a parent of teenagers right now, I feel myself becoming more and more distant from their education. They're more independent as they get older, and I think the parents, I'm going through that with my own kids, and I understand now from the parents that we're always struggling. Hey, keep, continue, stay engaged with your child's education but it's kind of natural. Your kids are now doing their homework on their own, they're attending their Zooms on their own, they're, they're, they're succeeding even though you're not there. Yeah. Um, but you still have to communicate, you still have to have that outreach and it's, it's knowing your community. It's, we have a huge um, Spanish-speaking community here in our boundaries and more so than a lot of the other schools in our, in our district. So it's the things that we do, make sure we send that home in English and in Spanish, any parent workshops that we're doing, we're holding them in English and in Spanish. And valuing valuing the backgrounds of our of our community. Everybody has a unique background they bring, and it's not one's better than another. It's all brings this crazy family together. And so, you know, valuing them, trying to make them uh, not just saying that you value them, but showing that you value them as well.
1: Well, and the, yeah, and um, speaking of valuing, is kind of what I, another thing I wanted to bring up. Even driving over here today, we we see the banners that say I'm a Scorpion, um, and it's a nice banner with a picture of a former Scorpion. Um, and uh, I think he's got a little bit about what they're doing now. Um, tell us a little bit about that. How did that idea come about, and and how did you make that happen?
2: Yeah, one of our counselors, great idea. Um, we have so many successful so graduates. I would, I would have
1: bet with you that he was going to give credit to somebody else. For this. <clears throat> I, not that you would have taken that I would it. have taken that bet. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I would I have taken that bet. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, it's just we have so many successful graduates that, that leave our campus every single year, and whether they are a small business owner, a chef, a... In the uh, military, a doctor, a lawyer, a professional athlete, you name it, they're out there. And I think oftentimes people go, oh, Hesperia, you know, oh, you know, it's a small town. There's, there's so many great things that are happening, not just at our school, but in our city. And we want to value and honor the the people that have come before us. So <clears throat> we want to show our current students that it doesn't matter what your background was, race, ethnicity, anything, male, female, you can be success successful and you can achieve more than you ever thought. And so when they walk across our campus and they see banners of professional athletes, of lawyers, of doctors, of military, of you name it, they're out there and we wanna we wanna show our students that we wanna show our families that as they drive up and down Maple yeah. Avenue here. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a really busy street. We want to show off what our graduates have done in the past.
1: And what I like about it, too, is that you really do include everybody. Because when you're looking by, and I know that it's very high. I said a couple of reasonably uh, well-known grads. I know Dominic Reyes, the MMA, um, should have been champion, Um, (laughs) went here. Uh, I think um, Major League Pitcher Chris Smith went here. Mm -hmm. But that's you don't have to be nationally known to be important and i think Absolutely. i think that sends a great message to the community that you know what these people are former scorpions and look what look what they're doing now
2: Bless and it's it. been fun too as we've done that and we make sure to you know flood social media anytime we put up new banners and all of a sudden we start getting things back hey you should make a banner for so-and-so. Hey, you should make a banner for so-and-so. And it just shows you how many great, successful people there are that have uh, walked across the, you know these halls at our campus. So it's fun. It's great.
0: And the more kids can see kids just like them and circumstances just like them made it, so to speak. And, of course. And, and made a difference and had an impact. On, um, it's just... Yeah, that's, that's powerful. That's incredible. Yeah, that's fun.
1: Love it. Yeah, and something else I wanted to, to talk about too cause, um, is, is dealing with negativity. I mean, because I think when you're dealing with any family or any workplace, there's going to be people that just kind of, their default setting isn't always positive. And from, from knowing you, I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen you not being upbeat, smile on your face, engaging with the people around you. So I know that's got to be frustrating when people don't get it that way. How do you personally and professionally deal with um, people or parents or even kids that just don't seem to get the positive side of it.
2: Man, it's something that I I struggle with myself. I really do, and I try my best to my negative side is behind closed doors, and my positive side is always uh, it's going to be outside. That's what you exude to be other people. Um, trying to help people understand the situation can always be worse, whatever the situation is, however negative it, it is, it could be worse. And there's areas that. You have to find the positives in and there we are so fortunate number one to live in the country that we live in and even we're going through a pandemic the three of us were able to socially distance mm-hmm. and sit here um but we're healthy and we still have jobs and there's so many people that are having struggles but even the ones that are struggling you know trying to find the positive in that so it's not always easy sometimes you have to be uh, have to be creative and It's a challenge. It's a challenge in, you know, trying to help change that mindset of that person. And it doesn't happen with one conversation. Sometimes it's follow-up. You gotta continue to check in on them, see how they're doing, is there any resources, anything that you can help provide them um, that can turn
0: that around, so. I think it's important to, to, you know, point out that I think everybody has negativity. Everybody deals with negative, challenging situations. And, you know, there's this misconception, I think, that people who are, quote, always positive, you know, tend to ignore the challenges, ignore the negativity. And and I think we know it's quite the opposite, right? You can be positive, doesn't mean you're being Pollyanna, you're pretending that everything is great, everything's fine, everything's wonderful, because we have really difficult, challenging, hard, cold facts we have to deal with. But if you're just addressing the problems, complaining about the challenges, and it stops there, then that's where you can find yourself in a really bad place because you're not doing any of the work it takes to try to overcome those challenges or just see the other side because in everything, there's a silver lining. I feel like I've been using that word a lot lately. (laughs) As everything we've been through with the pandemic and all the challenges come along with that, I see a lot of potential. I see a lot of growth in our staff. I've seen growth in our families. I've seen some of our families have gotten stronger communication with teachers because they've had to because they need that support from a teacher mm-hmm. to keep doing what they're doing as a parent at home. So, yes, yeah, it's I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it hasn't been difficult and scary and challenging and all those things, but I also think that there's in every situation there is something depending on your perspective and sometimes about your perspective and just looking at what are, what are the good things that are going to come out of this? And, and also just being a problem solver, you can acknowledge the problem. What are we going to do about it?
1: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of good, I think, that comes out when we get to the other side of this. A lot that we're learning about our community, and about ourselves, about technology, I think that's going to be useful. But, yeah, I know you kind of hinted at uh, the John Gordon, uh, you know, you have to be authentically positive. It can't right. just be Pollyanna, bury your head in the sand. Um, kind of reminded me of, like, the best advice I've ever gotten um, pretty much life-changing advice on how to deal with adversity and negativity. It was from the work of Mike Robbins. Um, and he said that kind of our default setting when we're dealing with a challenge is to our mind will create the worst-case scenario. You know, what could possibly, this is going to be terrible, I'm going to lose my house, I'm going to lose my family, whatever. Um, but when you stop to think about it, how often in your life has the worst-case scenario ever actually happened?
2: Hardly ever. 2020?
0: year. This, right. this, <laughs> this <laughs> right. is about as close
1: as we've gotten. It's not a to perfect say. analogy, but... <laughs> Yeah, 90% of the time, your worst fears are so far worse than what could ever possibly happen that you spend all this negative energy and fear and worry for nothing. Absolutely. And, and, you know, when I read that, or I think I heard it uh, from him in a presentation, I stopped to think. It's like, you know what? That's, That's a really good point. So, whenever I'm facing a challenge, I try to intentionally keep myself from catastrophizing and thinking mm-hmm. how horrible it's gonna be. It's like, you know let's deal with the next thing. What's the first thing I have to do to work towards a solution uh, and go from there? So, yeah. Well, so, being able to
0: surround yourself with positive people as well, yeah. people in the way that, whether that's in your personal or professional life, I mean, there's times when I get down, I get frustrated and I, you know, I know I can go to my wife or I can go to a trusted colleague and mm-hmm. they, can, they can help kind of you know, guide me or, or, or build me back up. It's like, okay. And sometimes a conversation with my wife will be, so what's the worst that could happen? And I'll say, well, this could happen, that could happen, that could happen. And she's like, okay. And then, wow, and then what? <laughs> i like, yeah, that's a good point. You know, <laughs> I hate it when some do that yeah, to I hate you do that. It. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm like, it's a good point. She's like, yeah, and yeah, that's nothing okay. we can't handle. And yeah. so then it just kind of makes me like, yeah, okay, right. you're right, yeah. Right again, yeah that anymore. would be bad, but we can <laughs> overcome it. Yeah. And so sometimes it is looking at the worst, like, okay, the yeah. worst that can happen, we can get through that. Um, you know, like you said, what if you lose your job, or what if you lose your yeah. okay? You lose your job, you lose your house. Then what? You go forward. And you, you know, you you start over. And some, you know, anyway. Sometimes just having the right person in your life at that moment to kind of steer you, yeah. get you back on track. It's, it's, no, and
1: that that's a good point too. Is you don't want to surround yourself with people who are complainers or negative because it just it just feeds itself. And I think. Um, when that starts happening, social media is one of the worst for that. I mean, people just pile on negativity, and it's just its just not a good thing. So yeah. surrounding ourselves with positivity is
2: always, I think, good advice. So. And just one thing to add to that, Sarah, so positivity, but also as I've moved up into more of a leadership position um, in my career is surrounding yourself with people that challenge you as well. Uh, you have to have positive people around, but also people right. that aren't scared to say no or no, Mike, yeah. Mike, you're wrong. that That isn't the right decision. And... God, that can help you grow so much as a person, and you don't always love to hear it, but you come out such a better person and hopefully leader because of it. So, yeah. positive and people that are willing to speak up and
0: not just agree with you is uh, is so important. Yeah, no. great. Way Absolutely, to yeah. And you know, like, there's a, I think there's a quote out there about something about not being the smartest person in the room, but you know, if you always consider yourself the smartest person in the room, you're not growing. Yeah. And so I'm always trying to surround myself with people that I believe are smarter than me, or that are willing to challenge me, or you know, at least question. Or
1: if they have strengths where you're not. I mean, you have Absolutely. to be able to identify your own weaknesses and then not hide those and hope, Well, oh, if I hire this person that knows more about it than me, I'm gonna look like an idiot. Yeah. Um, no, you have to hire people that are gonna support you that way and identify where you need that. I think we're all um, working on that for sure. All right, and that brings us to our extra credit question uh, for the day where we come up with something uh, weird, strange, or just flat out goofy. Um, And I think our question for today is going to be, what's the largest animal that you think you could beat up? Now, here's the parameters. You're fighting in a space that's big enough to where you both be able to do what you needed to do. If you're fighting an elephant, he's gonna have room to swing the trunk around or whatever, but not so big that Evading or fleeing would be a viable strategy. So you're not going to be able to just hide in a corner um, and hope that the rhinoceros doesn't see you or whatnot. <laughs> so yeah, th- th- we're going to say the biggest animal that, that you think you could beat up. I'm going to start, with, I'm going to lead with sheep. I think I could take a sheep. Um, no, I, don't, I wouldn't have any fangs to worry about. I don't think sheeps, sheep. Sheeps, sheep really kick very much. I think I could sneak up behind it, you know, do do the rear naked choke on it, and, and I could put a <laughs> sheep out sheep.
0: pretty quickly. We have devolved into talking about putting chokeholds on sheep. That's right. <laughs> where this is going. Um, I don't know. Is a goat smaller than a sheep? You said sheep. Goats are smaller goat. than sheep. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with goat. I think. Goat might be sheep. tricky though. She Well, but yeah, but like, here's the thing. Have you ever seen the fainting goat? Have you seen these? Yes. Right? A fainting yes. goat? No. This is a real thing. I you started All of you in podcast land, trust <laughs> me on this. Just trust me on this. Google fainting goat. That's all you got to do. First time I did this, I put it in a, I do like a weekly bulletin. I call it the lineup and I like to put gifs and stuff, fun stuff in okay. there. And I put a fainting goat in there. A fainting goat, if it gets startled or scared, it will pretend to die. It faints. It literally legs up on its back. So your freezes.
1: strategy is going to be to use psychological I, I, warfare. Psychological to warfare. So I feel better about choking out a sheep now <laughs> if I'm just going <laughs> to mind
0: mail a goat. Here's here's the thing. I mean, you know, so I, I shared one of those with my staff. Half my staff immediately freaked out, hated me, were calling me because they thought I was putting dying animals on on my lineup. To turn out, <laughs> because I mean, literally, it looks like you've seen this. It looks like it they're does. they're dead. Like, oh my gosh, what happened? Until you understand, that's like a defense mechanism. So if this is like a judged. You know, like a, a um, you know scenario that I yeah. think I could I could win on technicality. I think that would if be. If I could you just could, get the goat to faint, I think it like four or five mm-hmm. seconds. Within that time, they call it. I win. I have to hurt. All the right, goat, so wrestling rules.
1: So, yeah. so we'd, have, we'd have a regular wrestling wrestler, <laughs> like a, like a, one, two, uh, a wrestling three, you official. Know? Yeah, if you can um, pin it or get it somehow to tap out. I don't know how how they would. I wouldn't do. have to
0: hurt the goat. I'd just have to scare the crud out of them. Or a flat out knockout.
1: If you knock it out, it's basically boxing <laughs> and wrestling rules. All right, Mike, we've given you time to think about this. I uh, try
2: um, to not to, uh, promote violence here at Sperry High School, but I'm going to go with a. Uh, I've never claimed to be a tough guy. I am not. Blessed with very much muscle mass, so I think I'm, I've
1: eaten sandwiches that would outweigh
2: you. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with something that's my only my only positive attribute. I think physically is speed. So I'm gonna go with something super slow. Okay. Um, so I guess like a sloth comes to mind. I think that I think I can get around the back of the sloth and kick it. Gotta a shoot tubs.
1: higher than that.
2: Come on, I'm, a sloth. I'm, I'm not a tough guy. So you don't think you could outpoint a cow? I don't know. I don't know. If I got one good hoof on me, I don't know yeah. if I'm uh they could take me down. So, yeah. A sloth uh, uh, is probably the best sloth, I could do. So. I've never claimed to be a uh, – I'm a lover, not a fighter. So.
1: <laughs> Everett versus sloth, land versus fainting goat, fainting and bogger versus sheep. Uh, all right. Well, I think that'll – This a record uh, show. You're on the only one up. that
0: actually in the group that talked about actually uh, – you know, threatening an animal with violence. <laughs> I mean, you did say chokehold. choke on a sheep. You, know, you know, we got like a sloth. that, You know, I'm not trying to kill it. I'm
1: just trying to, you know, just, just put it out. to sleep for a minute. Which begs the question: When a sheep is falling asleep, what does it count? <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? That counting kind of yeah. sheep oh, oh, yeah. analogy. So anyway. On that note, anything else? Um, Mike, we appreciate you being with us. This has been a No, of this fun. has been a blast.
2: It's been a blast. Appreciate you guys doing this. Uh, I think especially during times right now, it's good to laugh. It's good to have a little bit of fun, um, but also good to know <clears throat> that we're all people, and we all have uh, various backgrounds we come from, and it's fun to get to know people a little more.
0: So, yeah, thank you. All right, thanks. Different, but not that much, all Right. Really. We're still people. So, well said, Mike. So, once again, everybody out there in podcast land, please remember to subscribe, rate, review our podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Podbean app. See you next time.